He is the way and the truth and the life. We have to die in order to live. Well, good morning, Father. Good morning, John Ray. Welcome to episode 36 of Beyond the Gospel or Beyond the Homily. Beyond the Homily. I say that every time, don't I? Yeah. The, uh, right now, uh, we were just talking, you know, episode 36, what, what's unique about that number? And I said, I think there's 36 doctors of the church, uh, doctors of the church kind of being like people that lived, saints that have lived in the church that put forth a big body of work, like a big... Um, theology discourse and that the church says look there's no errors in here or there's very few it's very significant and so you're i.e a doctor of the church you you now kind of like how you 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 get a doctorate in something these people got a doctorate in the faith um yeah so there's 37 so i Mm. guess we'll talk about that next episode yeah you're you just failed yeah i was close you 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 wasted 36 seconds of this well (laughs) it said well here it says there's 36 but i think pope francis named another one this is besides the point so last week was supposed to be episode 36 last Um, week yeah we were supposed to record live from camp Covecrest uh in the mountains of tiger georgia and you sold us out yeah (laughs) just saying um so we took i don't know um 11 and 17 what is that 28 of the young people uh from saint pius to life teen summer camp it was a, a great experience um the majority of our group was incoming freshmen which is kind of cool one of them was my son um and so it was neat to kind of come out of retirement and spend the week with them yeah and by retirement i'm talking about youth ministry right mm-hmm. um but no uh life teens theme this year is always forward right and i think mm-hmm. that's just a great image to latch on to like as christians we always have to move forward yeah saint paul was huge on that that you know uh like i'm constantly moving forward that i have the prize the goal in mind always and then i push forward ahead and so that's a big saint paul image yeah um, um I'm, I'm looking up um i was just in a uh in a forum and um they posted something similar uh that francis said recently pope francis um let's see if i can find it is this it yes the paradox of mission is you can only go forth if you remain if you are not able to remain in the lord you cannot go right so always Mm -hmm. forward still means that we have to remain in the Lord, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but no, it was a good week. Uh, a lot of encounter took place last week and, um, good conversations. I, hopefully these young people grew in their understanding of God's love for them. Mm. Yeah. I think that happened. Yeah. The Franciscans, they said they were there, the, uh, you know, a few Franciscan priests. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, father Emmanuel, he's from, uh, uh, he's from Europe. Okay, okay. Um, and he is, I forget where he was. said he was stationed, maybe in Jersey? Well, I know I know a lot of the Franciscans, that that's, they have a station in New York. Yeah. Um, I have a few friends that went and joined them. Um, but I don't know, I don't think I've met him. Yeah, cool guy. He's um, 46 years old. Okay. I think he dated himself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the host, Matt, uh, from Texas, Matt, 
used to work at uh, Queen of Peace. He was the youth minister there for 20 years. He now works for Divine Renovation. Um, and he uh, he said, you know, there was a Jedi. One of the priests looked like a Jedi. There was a wizard. Father Emmanuel with his big white beard kind of looked like uh, Gandalf, mm. right? <laughs> and he said, and then you call me up. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. So um, the, the funny part was Matt and I, I guess, resembled each other so much so that his kids, his own children, um, I was walking by and one of his kids was in a hammock hanging upside down and looked at me and said, Dad, Dad, look at me. Like, <laughs> thought I was his dad. <laughs> Matt walked up to me, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday and told me I had to leave because his wife was starting to mistake us. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so we took a picture and I sent it to Alicia and Alicia said, whoa. <laughs> you yeah. doppelganger. Yeah. Uh, Cecilia knew exactly who her dad was because I was the shorter one in the picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but no, it, it was a great week. Um, enjoyed being back at camp and uh, it's always a privilege to be able to watch God work in the lives and the hearts of the, our young people. Mm-hmm. Wish you could have been there. Yeah. Well, maybe next year we'll be able to make it happen. Yep. So, um, so the Trinity. The Trinity Sunday. That's what we just celebrated uh, this past Sunday. The Trinity is the highest mystery of the Christian faith. It's very yeah. mysterious. The highest mystery, the central mystery. Um, and so a lot of people would say, like, what's the highest dogma? Of, what do you think the highest dogma of the Catholic faith is? And they say, oh, you know, probably the incarnation of Jesus, maybe the Eucharist or, you know, uh, the Assumption or Pentecost, you know, or the resurrection of Jesus. But none of those are the case. Right. All of them. Absolutely. You know, paramount. But the highest dogma of the entire faith is the Trinity. The Trinity, tri, uh, it's three, right? So tri, trinity, uh, triangle. Tri- that's what tri means, three? Well, there's a lot of people that... that I'm from Opelousas. They yeah, can teach us that. There's a lot of people that hear the word trinity and they don't know what it means. So it's it's a word that was a, um, equated to God himself, right? To establish that there's three persons, three divine persons and one God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And think about it. We baptize in the name of the Trinity. Uh, Jesus says at the end of the God, Gospel of Matthew, you know, go and baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We, uh, every time we enter a church, we dip our fingers in the holy water. We sign ourselves in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Every time we begin a prayer in the name of the Father and the Son. So it's, we enter into whatever we're doing uh, that has some type of sacredness to it by the Trinity the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And because, I'll try to explain the mystery at hand, like why is it so mysterious? Being mysterious or being a mystery does not mean we can't know anything about it, but it does mean we can never exhaust the meaning of it. Right, so I can know a whole lot about the Trinity, but it doesn't mean I know even half about it, you know? There's always more to learn. And so the reason why it's so mysterious is because everything I know or that I experience or someone explains something to me, it's all something I already experienced. So like, let's say I've never drove before. 
and I'm learning how to drive and say, okay, well, you're going to stop here. Okay, well, I know what stop means. All right, that means I'm going to stop going. How do I stop? Well, you put your right foot over the brake, which is the left pedal. And so I say, okay, I know the left. I I know my right foot. So I, I can learn by the experiences I already have. The problem with the Trinity is the Trinity is not something I've ever experienced. The Trinity, the Godhead itself, is not something in the world. The Trinity is absolutely, completely above us. Now, we can come to experience God in his creation, right? Because just in the same way, like I, let's say I'm building a roof. And I say, well, I leave kind of some blood, sweat, and tears on that roof in this weather. Uh, And so there's a little bit of part of me in whatever I'm doing. In the same way, there's a little bit of part of God in everything he does, right? So I can look at everything. I see how beautiful it is. And I say, oh, God must be beautiful. You know, or I can look around and I see, you know, how uh, everything works. And I say, oh, God must work in cooperation because there's not that, you know, how the trees grow and the grass grows. They're not, you know, there's not chaos, absolute chaos. Um, So that means God must be peaceful. Right. So I could see parts of him in his creation. But to experience God totally, that's uh, that's completely above us. So we could come to know aspects of him or things about him. And we can say, okay, this is God or this isn't God, attributes about him. But to experience God in himself, only the angels and the saints have. And even they haven't experienced totally what God is because they're finite and God is infinite. And so we're always going to be struggling for the language used to describe God or how we come to know God because we're only finite creatures and God is an infinite creator. So uh, the, the mystery is not saying that we can't know anything, but that it will be forever above us and we can never exhaust it. We can never say everything there is to know about the Trinity. But the Trinity's like an Oreo cookie, right? <laughs> or like what a three-leaf clover, or it's a, yeah. Go ahead. Let me say. Let's well, the say. Oreo cookie—it's—it's it's a cookie, right? And if you separate the top cookie from the bottom cookie and and the cream, then it's no longer an Oreo cookie, right? But when you sandwich it all together, <laughs> it's three part, three three separate pieces, right? That make one cookie. <laughs> Feel like I'm feel like I'm fixing to pop the bubble of a child, <laughs> but it's still a cookie, right? <laughs> but it's not an Oreo cookie. If it's just not an Oreo cookie. Yep. No, so that there's different analogies that we've used over the years. Francis, to to, you mentioned it. Francis used the three leaf clover. Well, the, uh, that was they attributed to Saint Patrick. That's what three, I meant. That's yeah. what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, Saint Patrick, yeah. the three leaf clover, or uh, you know, water, uh, or a triangle. Or um, the most, the the best one to ever do it was Saint Augustine, uh, with his mind, intellect, and will. Um, but that one's a little bit more complicated. So with these analogies, I think they're very helpful because they explain something about God, but then it also tells us what God is not like. So, for example, the first one I want to use—he's just pulling out the notebook from his 
seminary days. Look, this is complicated stuff. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Trinitarian theology is not something for the light heart. Uh, and so I want to make sure I get it right. And if I do get it wrong, it's not anything detrimental. <laughs> okay, so you give us a little bit more about that, and then we'll shift gears and start talking about how we can mirror the mm-hmm. the, the the triune God, like yeah. how we are called to mirror that. Yeah. So the the do, so Our, the tr- what the implications of the Trinity, I guess, are I for think us. That would be a great way to put it. That if we could find out something about the Trinity, what does that mean for me and you? Mm. So the first thing I want to pull out is the idea of water. Right, so water has three stages, right? It can be a gas, it could be a liquid, or it could be a solid, ice. It's all water, but it has three stages. And so people would say, well, that's kind of like God, huh? So God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's three t- different types of stages, but it's, it's, it's one God, right? Well, that's, you, you're, you're on to something. Uh, because it's it's one substance, three different ways of going about it. There's one, the one substance of God, but the three persons of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The problem is with that with that water, it takes time to get to that level, whether it's a gas or whether it's a solid and an ice, and it can't be all of those things at once. God is. Huh? So God is not like uh, constantly changing or it didn't take time for the Son to happen or the Holy Spirit to happen or the Father to happen. And there's not only one, like let's say, only God the Father worked in the Old Testament and then God the Son worked in the New Testament and now the Holy Spirit works. None of, they were all three working at the, whole, at the same time. And so while this analogy of water comes about and say, okay, no, there's three different types but the same substance of water, it's it's not alike, right? Because it takes time to get there, and that you can't be the same three at the same time. I think the best one, outside of the mind, the intellect, and the will, is probably the the analogy of love. So in order to love, there's three things that need to happen. You need to have the one loving. You need to have the one being loved, and then you have the love itself. And that's a good analogy for the Trinity, mm-hmm. that the Father is loving the Son, the Son is being loved by the Father, and the Holy Spirit is the love between them, the love being communicated to them. John Paul II uses that analogy in his theology of the body, right? Um, that the Father gives the gift of himself and love to the Son. The Son receives the gift of the Father and in return gives the gift of himself back in love to the Father. And the love between the two begets the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? So this eternal exchange of community, really, of, yeah. of communion, this e- eternal communion of love, right? Yeah. And, and, and where do we see that most prevalent here? Yeah. The... Uh, and they'll say, the people ask like, okay, well, who is first, right? The Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit? Well, yes. Yeah, yeah that's the right answer. That, um, well, the Son was always there because the Father was always loving the Son, and the Holy Spirit was always there because the lo- that was the love between them. So the Son was not there whenever the Father wasn't loving him, and that was never, right? So God, the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all from eternal from eternal beginnings now we'll say that the father 
has begotten the Son, and the Father and the Son beget the Holy Spirit. But that doesn't mean an order of creation. I mean, that just means kind of, it's hard to explain this because... Well, they show up right in the beginning of the, the, the scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. In Genesis, we meet the Father, right? The Word the word and 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 the the wind on the waters right the breath so right at the very in the very first lines of scripture Mm -hmm. we 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 can pull out the the reality of a triune god yeah and the prologue of the gospel of john he says that the word always was and in greek it's logos so the the son the second person of the trinity is actually the logos jesus is just we're getting into that hypostatic union now. This is above our pay grade for today. Uh, but the, the logos, the word, the eternal word of the Father, and the word being spoken is the Holy Spirit. Um, so it's it can it's complicated stuff, and it's an incredible thing to learn about because you understand it, but you can't really grasp it. Uh, but you're but you're understanding it, but you can't. It's hard to pin down, but that's exactly where you want to be. Because if you feel like, no, okay, I got it 100%, then you missed it. Yep. You can't pin it down. It's it's having a constant tension where you learn more about it, and it's like, man, I'm learning so much about this, but I still don't quite, you know, I'm not getting it. Good. <laughs> that's good, because it's the Trinity. It cannot be exhausted. Um, the mystery of God. So if your head's spinning right now, let's bring it back down to earth. Uh, because there's a lot here. I mean, this could be, you want to do a Trinity class next spring? I was thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. So um, what's the other class that you're doing? Oh, uh, Revelation. We're well, Revelation we were talking the, about, I was going to do four classes on the Eucharist because we're starting the year of Eucharist this upcoming week. Okay. But we'll talk about that next episode. Sure. Uh, and, and we said you were going to do a class on the book of Revelation. So. It's true. But I was also have three classes on scripture that I need to give before the book of Revelation on how to interpret scripture. Okay, so um, be on the lookout for the future classes that Father is going to have. And on. look, actually, all of these are already written. Sure. But I want to wait. I kind of, this is I do want to wait till Leon Packer's open so we could kind of christen it, you know, kind of have it in there and so get more people in there. I don't know. It's something that me and Father Brady have to talk about. Should I just do it in uh, PLC? Or no, wait? Wait, wait. Leon Packer's going to be done early fall. That's the fine. second the second coming of Christ. <laughs> so, so, but let, let's get into the, the Trin- implications yeah. of the Trinity in, in our life. So we were talking about this eternal exchange of love, this eternal mm-hmm. communion of love, and 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 we let's bring it into the sacramental life of the church, mm-hmm. right? We most profoundly experience that image in marriage, right? Um, father, husband, wife, child, right? The 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 the, the love between the husband and the wife, mm-hmm. God willing, can create, not begot, beget, but it can create a third person. And so then the family becomes the mirror image of the, or I guess the visible reality of the invisible God, mm-hmm. right? As which, sacrament, which a sacrament. As a sacrament. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is why it makes so much sense that the enemy would attack yeah. the family so much. Right? Yeah, and so the implications of, of what I've 
try to explain, hopefully in a good way, but not an exhaustive way, is that the Trinity is a perfect community. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for us to understand that because there is no such thing as a perfect community here on earth. We try and, and we should there is always no try. Well, we, we should strive. We should always yeah, strive. Yeah. I like for strive. A, we can uh, go strive. We should always strive for a perfect community, even though we know that will only be accomplished in heaven. That doesn't mean we give up. Right. Uh, but God himself, a trinity, is a perfect community in perfect love, living in community. And so we ourselves live in community. We're made in the image and likeness of God. And so we're made to live in a community, whether that's a family, whether that's religious life, whether that's whatever it is, a church, church. community. huh? And so th think about it. A family is a community. A city is just a group of families making a community. A city or a state is just a group of cities making a community. And then a nation is just a group of states. And so if the family fails, then everything else would be a domino effect. And how will a family fail? Eventually, how will the nation fail? When it stops trying to imitate God. Or when it stops allowing God to be a part of it. Because God is not an option when it comes to love. Or God is not an option when it comes to like living in a community. God is love. God is a community. And so whenever we exile God, and we therefore exile love and the attempt to have a community and therefore war, whatever it is, right? It could be war in my heart. Scripture says war in my heart will come into my actions, right? And so, and that's, that's why having God as a part of our families and as a part of our nation and the head of our nation should not be an option if we want true peace and true love because only God can give that. If we're made in the image and likeness of God, God is a perfect community. And therefore, our community should be modeled off of him, should have God in it. And when we're living in that community, right, it's easier to follow God, mm -hmm. right? Because we can't, we can't, Father Joel says it all the time, we can't Christian in isolation, right? Yeah. Um, Jesus sent them out in pairs. He sent them out in community. They lived in community for three years yeah. with Jesus, right? The, the family is our first community and the family is the mirror image of God and our church is made up of groups of families, yep. right? And yep. we need the larger community. Um, something that I found interesting, I read an article this morning that more and more young people, young people, young adults, right, who grew up in good, solid Catholic families, were involved in youth groups, were really involved in their church community, were um, servers, altar servers, are falling away from the faith as they go off to college and into life and into adulthood, right? Um, and I believe it's because we we we're su we have a community um, shortage that we're suffering from, mm -hmm. right? Um, and 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 how do we get back to that? How do we surround the church in community, right? Yeah. But because we need it, we need the support system. It's a tough world that we live in. 
Yeah, the, uh, that's why for our college campus at Wisdom, Our Lady of Wisdom at UL, I think does a phenomenal job in regards to outreach to college kids uh, and to have communities, but even in the local parish to have to the best of your ability, right? Um, whatever communities you can, uh, smaller communities, so that you can contribute to the larger community. And if you're listening right now, the challenge for today is to make it easy to love God for other people. Mm. We all, I hope, we all know someone that when we get around them, man, we start, we laugh more, we smile more, and it's like, it's easier to be virtuous around them, and it's easier to love God around them, and it's easier to be happy around them, and to look on the bright side, and to have hope and faith and love. I want you to be that for other people. To make it easy for people to fall in love with this idea of a Christian community, mm. this this idea of a Trinitarian God, that God is a perfect com- community. And so because I image my life after God, I should make it easier for other people to live in a community. That is, you know, this, uh, we, we forgive easier, we forget easier, we for, we love easier. God makes all things possible. Mm-hmm. And if we can be a, just a small image of that, man, our families will be better, our communities will be better, our churches will be better. I, it, it's just a natural effect. Because I'm made in the image and likeness of God, I'm called to, ma- be, to live in a perfect community, not competing against each other. God does not compete against himself. The Father doesn't compete against the Son and the Holy Spirit or anything like that. No, in perfect unity, they are one God, three persons, giving themselves in love to each other. And out of that love comes creation. So uh, I think the reason, I think a good ending point, the reason that it's important that we live out this community, right, this this loving community and that we bring that loving community to the world. Um, I was talking to, so at camp, right, I'll bring it full circle. At camp, each parish has a missionary assigned to them. Um, young adults who give up their summer to, um, to, to become summer, they call them summer missionaries, right? And so we had Christine and we had Matt and we had Michael, right? Um, and so each parish has a, two or three, maybe four, depending on the size of your parish, summer missionaries that are assigned. And it's, it's beautiful what Life Team does because they're, they're really, um, they're, they're building a, a, a rule of life, right? Um, their full-time missionaries have a rule of life that they follow. The summer missionaries have a separate rule of life that they follow, but they, they have a, um, a holy hour every morning. They do um, the office together, morning prayer and night mm-hmm. prayer. Um, and, and then they discuss their rule of life each day, right? To make sure that they're living that out. Um, one of my favorite opportunities that I had when I used to host camp was to end the day in night prayer with the missionaries. Mm-hmm. They would share their glory stories and then we would do my night prayer and then they would beautifully sing the Salve Regina. And I say they, because you don't want me to sing the Salve Regina. <laughs> um, but Christine, is a college student and she's involved in her, uh, Newman center, the Catholic student center on campus, whatever it is. Right. Um, and she's been outreaching to sororities. So she has a group of Greek girls that she's walking with. 
And she said that there's two of them that had never heard of Jesus before. Hmm. You know, this is the United States of America. And she's walking with two college students who had never heard of Jesus. And we may hear that in South Louisiana and think, whatever, like that's never going to happen here. And we're not very far away from it. And if we don't start living out this community and showing the world what it means to live in community and showing the world what it means to love like God loves, we're a generation away from being obsolete. Mm -hmm. Really? Well, always one generation or two generations away from, uh, you know, the kingdom of God being made, uh, being made present and king uh, or it just not even being present. Uh, it's and so the uh, bringing it back full circle. Saint Paul moving forward. Um, you know, I keep the end in mind, and then I work out my salvation in fear and trembling. And uh, I'm constantly moving forward. Every day I begin again. Mm-hmm. I begin with God, and He's on my lips. He's on my heart. To live and love. To be love. To be the salt of the earth. We were made in the mirror image of community. We can't Christian in isolation. Mm-hmm. So find a community. Yeah. Become part of that community and and live out your faith from that community. And like someone told me, you gotta keep the faith, just not to yourself. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, um, if you've enjoyed this episode, we'd like to encourage you to share it with a friend. Be sure you like us, follow us on your podcast listener of choice. Um, and we, uh, we look forward to seeing y'all this weekend. We hope you have a great rest of your week. God bless. God bless. God bless.